Hi. Hello. I'm proud to be black. And I'm Florence. And this is Melanin. In medicine. <laughs> I'm proud to be black too, but Key is just so extra. <laughs> you know, I had to, I had to start it off. Right. <laughs> um, yes, I'm proud to be black because we started, or we started, we joined a woman of color group um, here on campus. And yeah, she gave a really good speech. The facilitator did. And it just really put, it just spoke to us. Yeah, it was definitely about mindfulness and retaining who we are as individuals and finding our voice through medical school because that's kind of hard. Right. Honestly, after that group we just had, I'm oh, like, God. dang. It's, it's overwhelming, <laughs> for yeah. sure. For sure. Um, so, yeah, we've got our um, fun little episode this week. It should be organized. It should. I've noticed we got so much support. Well, I'll talk about it behind the messages, guys. So, um, first, we'll start with our elders elevation. Ooh, ooh. Oh, this one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, this is a quote. Wait, can you sit in it? Because I don't want to mess it up. I told you to look up this pronunciation. <laughs> Y'all, because now she got me looking crazy. We're going to spell it. <clears throat> I-D-O-W-U. Last name K-O-Y-E-N-I-K-A-N. Yep, that's it. Because okay. Look up <laughs> um, okay, so the quote is, you can no longer see or identify yourself solely as a member of a tribe, but as a citizen of a nation of one people working toward a common purpose. I love this quote because I feel like a lot of the times, like in medical school, like you think you're an individual, like with one goal, one purpose, but with our classmates, like all of everyone working towards being a doctor, like... All of our goals are so different, but they're the same mm-hmm. at um, at the same time. Just because, like, we're all working towards helping people and, like, bettering our communities and our society. So, I don't know. Like, I think it's better to work together as a collective group and not, like, against your classmates. Mm-hmm. Um, so And, and that's I, hard. Yeah, and I think that's one thing that, like, our school really promotes really well is, like, working together and collaborating. And, like, the medical field as a whole is super collaborative. So, mm-hmm. yeah. For sure, I like that, and it definitely fits with our um, topics for this week. I tried. You did great. You did. You did great, friend. Um, also, happy freaking birthday, Flo. Uh, you know you a real one. It's a real one's birthday today. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, you know, twenty fine out here. Did you say it again. <laughs> what am I? Twenty fine. <laughs> Just in case, like, fine is wine. <laughs> Sorry, guys, I'm annoying like this in person too. Uh, but yeah, it's Flo's birthday. It she wanted absolutely thing. nothing. For I her did birthday. want nothing. I she's just... been talking about it all month. Now she doesn't want it. <laughs> I get excited about getting nothing for my birthday. She's the best person to go shopping for because you get nothing. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they heard the whisper. Because you get nothing. Yeah. Yeah, no, but we're still going to do something for you because oh my God. you knew. You just knew. I did. With me and Jackie, you can't just say nothing. But honestly, one of the worst, best birthday presents I've ever gotten was my when the year me and Kia met and did our program together. And of course, I didn't tell anyone it was my birthday because I never do. How did I know? Maybe because of... Terrence. Yeah. Probably. So, oh, excuse us. We'll bleep it out. <laughs> yeah, can't so... Can't curse on the show. Um, <laughs> okay, so... Um, I actually got sad because I was dating a guy at the time, didn't say anything for my birthday. <laughs> I was like, dang, okay. Like, I'm, I'm not, I normally don't want anything for my birthday, but just say happy birthday. Um, didn't, so my boyfriend didn't say anything for my, or ex-boyfriend didn't say anything for my birthday. Like, none of my classmates, everyone was being so weird towards me. <laughs> like, no one was talking to me. I, like, he was, like, not in our room all day. I, like, text her, called her, no answer. Yeah. I was just like, wow, I'm a loser. Wow. <laughs> and so, finally, they all had planned this, like, huge surprise for me. And um, they gave me this, like, like a cookie jar shit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was, yeah, it was a cookie jar. Yeah. And it's, I still look at it today. And it was, like, memories that everyone had of me during the program. But they were fortune cookies. But they were fortune cookies. <laughs> <laughs> they were super cute. And, like, everyone, Kia texted me. And she was, like, come outside. And I went outside, and everyone had a cake for me and sang happy birthday. That was so it fun. It was super cute. And, yeah, something with, oh, it was candles on the cake. Yeah. It was so cute. We literally had to, like, delete her from the group me. And that's why no one was talking to me. Yeah, it was, and I threatened everybody. I was like, <laughs> do not ruin the surprise. But, yeah, on the flip side, I was hectic mess that day. I ran out of gas. <laughs> you did. Um, trying to get stuff for the birthday surprise. <laughs> and Devin had to go say <laughs> This and whole he was time like, I what are you doing? Me. Yeah, Flo's like, he hasn't been in the room all day. <laughs> He's pushing your car in Lawrence. 
Yeah, so. yeah, it was so fun. That was but one of my first best birthdays. We know oh, we known you like two weeks by that point. Yeah, um, and now look at us. We're best friends. <laughs> Long story <laughs> or full circle. That's what I meant. Yeah. But yeah, so real quick, what are you gonna change about twenty five? Two things go. Oh, I said it yes last night. I can't remember. Oh, I you said it this morning. Make, I did say this morning, making more educated decisions and not rash. Oh, oh, direct, direct, and then being more direct. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. You're gonna do great. I'm gonna try because I'm not a direct person. Very indirect. But I mean, that's why you have me. I just think people get hints. Oh God. That's <laughs> like I'm like anti that. I know. <laughs> um, but yeah, so. It's Flo's birthday. Now we're going to go. I was going to sing happy birthday, but uh, they don't, no, it's okay. our listeners will leave. So, <laughs> And I like them. So um, next we're going to slide into our Mahoney messages. I'm so elated because we did get a Mahoney message. Um, <clears throat> and so I don't know if she didn't necessarily say I had to keep it confidential, um, but I will just in case. So this is from Topanga. Um, and for the people who don't know what that is, we're aged. So, (laughs) um, Topanga basically just let us know, um, she was getting ready to begin her senior year in undergrad. Um, and she actually is a student at SIUC where they have med prep, which is the post-baccalaureate program that I went to. Um, and she wasn't really sure if, um, you know, she should do the program, but through listening to the show, she actually said, um, she decided that, you know, Postback was the best option for her. Um, and so I really appreciated her letting us know that. She also spoke with her mentor, who is at SIUC, and he encouraged her as well um, to do the post-baccalaureate program. <clears throat> and I think it takes a lot of um, reflection, you know, and, and honesty with yourself to come to terms that maybe your path isn't as cookie-cutter as you thought it would be. Um, or maybe, you know, there's a part in your path where you feel like you could be strengthened. I think you would rather make that decision humbly before medical school. Mm-hmm. I, I think setting aside your pride and just being like, I'm not ready for medical school. That's probably the best thing you could do for yourself. But how because- do you know? Because I feel like sometimes you get, I wasn't ready for medical school. Mm-hmm. But in my head, when I was graduating as a senior and undergrad, I thought I was ready. For but what made you think that? Because I thought... You know, because people assume that because you have to do traditional track. Mm-hmm. Like, if you don't know what you're doing, you assume, I'm going to get this four-year degree, and then I'm ready for medical school. Mm-hmm, it's just mm-hmm. like high school. I feel like some people aren't ready from high school to go to college. Yeah, yeah. But you don't know because you assume, I go from high school to college. Hey. So, I thought I was ready, but I got I wasn't. Yeah. And the med school admission said, you know <laughs> <laughs> I think really, like, there might have been signs. And that's the part where, yeah. like, were you humble in, like, or, you know, were you receptive in, like, the signs? Because no. it just <laughs> it just depends. Like, when I took my MCAT, I saw it. I was like, yeah, that, use this. I think that that was my sign mm-hmm. was the MCAT. But I got the MCAT score. And <laughs> you said, were like, well, do it you anyway. You not ready. They sent me a letter. That's what the, the <gasps> score said. <laughs> so, hey, girl. The score said, this you ain't it. Ready. <laughs> yeah, like, you have to really be receptive to those signs. And I think, honestly, being being open to those signs. Yeah. Like, really. Because if you would have saw that and thought, okay, other options right now yeah, right maybe, now maybe make a pros and cons list yeah for, for that, sure that. yeah definitely because when i saw my mcat score i panicked i was like i can't use this yeah. but um, we make pros and cons list for everything hardcore i'll be a kia what should i do and she's like okay let's do pros and cons. literally we'll we'll be sitting there in the nail salon <laughs> <laughs> or when we're walking our dogs doing pros and cons pros and cons let's go. yeah because i mean it really does it it makes you spit in one say it out loud and you kind of see things for what it is but also yeah. it makes you categorize like okay how important is this to me yeah and I was going to say, and maybe say your pros and cons list to someone who understands, too. Yeah. Like, I say them to you, and you're like, Flo, you knew that's not a pro. Like, Look, I'll be like, that's the same thing. <laughs> you're like, move it to a con. We're not trying to add 10 pros. Why do you take me in public? I don't know. And I'm like, okay, fine. Because something that to you might be a pro is actually, it's not. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Talking about, you know, somebody has two feet. No, that's not a pro. <laughs> that's what they should have. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, for real. So that's, that's a really good point. Like, I think being that type of person, and that's what medical schools want to see. They want to see that you're open to change, that you're receptive, that they can say, this isn't working for you, and that you'll take that. And and sometimes, because I feel like I know some people who are on this journey with us who, like, have all these signs, make all these pros and cons lists, 
and the medical path is not for them and they want it to be for them so bad hard and it's just like what do you tell you're me gonna you're people? gonna cause more harm than you will like good things yeah, be like, realistic it's damaging yourself. yeah because even these last couple like today we were like the stuff that we did today um our problem-based learning that's not even on our test and i was sitting there like oh my gosh as a doctor it's overwhelming i have all these responsibilities like i might kill someone <laughs> oh god <laughs> maybe not after four years right but right but now it's really yeah, overwhelming I'm like wow i have to know all this stuff so like be realistic with yourself like, yeah because this is it's not a joke and the sooner you are honest with yourself and willing to adapt or or, mold, or not mold yourself but willing to work on your rough edges yeah that's where it'll be most beneficial because let's say okay medicine isn't for you but you do a post-bac program take the mcat you might really do a post-bac program that offers a master's Mm -hmm. you get that master's you might go into another career field and that's your passion so you never know where at this point you might you know say this isn't for me but know that once you do that doesn't mean that you failed you know yeah, that doesn't mean doesn't. that you know changing courses that's that's life yeah you know and yeah. even once we become a doctor there's still extra choices you'll have to make yeah, so a lot yeah but yeah yeah and I, I feel like if you realize you're not willing to make that those um adaptations and like do a postback program the medical school path is not for you mm-hmm. like this whole path is all about adapting yourself as a person like as an individual as mm-hmm. a community like you have to be adaptable like there's no way around it. Yeah, honestly. And I feel like just like corporate America, honestly, you have to be adaptable. Yeah. Because you'll be in so many different settings. You'll be in so many different environments. Mm-hmm. Like you have to understand like certain situations may be more tolerable for certain instances. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. I feel like I just said like the same thing over and over. No, but it's all good. Yeah. yeah. So thank you to Panga for letting us know that you are definitely, um, I think she said she's starting. Oh, no, no, no. She's going to be applying this year. Um, so good luck, girl. Good I luck. hope you. Yes, let us know. Yeah. Know how everything turns out. Yeah, for sure. But I'm really glad that she was at least like, you know, hey, I feel like I need extra help. Nothing wrong with that. I mean, if it costs a little extra money, like it's an investment. Yeah. You're an investment. Yeah. I was going to say good luck to, I don't remember your Instagram name. Pity but... Oh, oh, yeah, okay, go. good luck to you because I know I think you were taking your MCAT around this time um, and you shouted us out in your Instagram um post and good luck all the prayers everything you worked hard like i think one thing when you walk into the exam trust yourself trust your ability like you worked hard like own that test like the test you're you're not taking wait the test isn't taking you you're taking the test absolutely so own that test yes this is we're just gonna call you dr maya because yes yeah because you're gonna kill the mcat you're gonna kill it good luck for sure um and thanks for your for your shout out and support um we got a lot of support this past week which really helped because we had that one person who was like nah and then everyone's all like oh i love them so (laughs) we appreciate the support guys of course um and now we'll do our interview question so literally um i just randomly scrolled through and i really like this question so what do you feel are the social responsibilities of a physician oh okay for me i would say the social because what, what was it? <laughs> so, social responsibilities. Social responsibilities of a physician um, is to be involved in your community. Okay. I feel like as a physician, I don't, you can't really expect to treat the underlying problems of your patients and uh, patient population if you do not know what's going on in the community. That's very true. That's a good point. Um, I would say social responsibilities is to consider your patient holistically mm-hmm. so um when you have a patient that might have like an eating disorder you know we'll talk to them about like mental health and like well how are you doing overall what makes you think you know what I mean like yeah. don't just or not eating disorder per yeah. se but like or, or like diabetes like don't just do they not have a park that's close by right like, you yeah and that goes to the food desert yeah knowing the area too like hey maybe or knowing the resources like hey there's you can go to this place they have free meals at this place mm-hmm, or like in mm-hmm. my community Resources. yeah they do like in the summer kids don't um get kids who are on like free lunch assistance don't get lunch in the summer so they like my community they um make free lunches for kids yeah. so like as a doctor if you know that be like hey if you go to this area you can get, free, say lunch. You can get free lunch yeah oh that's really sweet yeah, so th- I would definitely say that's a good, that's a good like one. social responsibility i feel like those kind of tie together too. yeah yeah 
All right. Are those all of our pieces? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, then, that seems like it went really fast. It's 15 minutes. Oh, fly. Okay. <laughs> um, we're going to take a break and have a message from our sponsor. Woo. Okay. Hey, kids. You always seem to laugh right before. It's okay. It's cute. Um, so, let's hop into our stepping stones. Woo. Um, community. Okay, well, I guess we kind of just talked about that. Yeah, but, okay, so I had little bullet points, but, of course, I didn't write them down. <laughs> um, community. So, let's say you're somewhere that you hate, right? So, your doctor, um, they're like, look, we'll give you $2.4 million if you just stay here this one year. You're like, okay, girl, I'm on my way. You hate it. How do you, how do you put yourself into that community? First, I think you have to make the best out of every situation. <laughs> okay. You know, my positive side coming yes. out. That's good. So I think you just, you have to just turn it around. Mm-hmm. Someone bats an eye, you just look the other way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You find, I don't know, you do things you still enjoy. Right, okay. Like, um, I enjoy working out, so you keep doing that. But you like community just, aspect, like community. how do you get involved with the community that you can't stand? <laughs> Come back to me, you, you okay. girl. I'm thinking like... Overall, like, community involvement. I know I enjoy volunteer. So if I wanted to know more about the community... Okay, I put myself in a rural setting because I know I don't want to work in a rural mm-hmm. setting. So I say I'm in the middle of, I don't know, middle of nowhere, Missouri, because it's tons of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm just like, oh, like, it's so draining. It's so exhausting. And so I think for me, you know, I'd definitely go to a church. Um, because Well, I guess what you do in Carbondale, because didn't you feel like that in Carbondale? <laughs> Yeah, but I was like annoyed the whole time. So I just studied. <laughs> I mean, and, and also I was studying. So, so you, you know, kept yourself busy. but I wouldn't say that was like the best thing to do because I didn't really get involved in the community. Mm-hmm. But um, definitely, I know, like, I I'm, I go to church. So yeah. I would definitely go to church. Um, and well, I was gonna say, and find things about your community because when I lived in Omaha, I absolutely hated it. Like, I came to Kansas City every other weekend <laughs> um and to put those that in perspective it's like it's like two and a half hours mm-hmm. i drove two and a half hours every weekend to get mm-hmm. out of there um but um certain find certain things like omaha has had like one of the best zoos in the world no but and, i'm talking like patient wise you know you're, oh. you're treating patients because for me i'm thinking i go to a church i get involved with the community and then in that way and that's how i kind of appreciate that patient population oh, okay so you're saying you just don't like the patient population? Yeah, like like idea or like it's a very um monotonous patient population. There's oh. no diversity, you know what I mean? Like I don't think that would necessarily make the job bad. It would just be like frustrating. Right. Yeah. Like or as a black woman, we might come into patients who don't respect our opinion. Might we will. Yeah. So like how do you not put that on the entire, you know, patient population? Um yeah those are hard (laughs) i don't know because i I thought about like yesterday we talked about um people being so unique and different or or Mm -hmm. okay people having um health systems that are very um like a dichotomy so like you have like one area that's very impoverished Mm -hmm. very um just like down like worst healthcare in the area and then next to that for our case specifically you have one of the best healthcare systems in the state mm-hmm. so knowing your community like that you know what I mean yeah I think putting when well, that case I would say putting a positive image on your community just so you can, okay. you can bring in more diversity so if you're that one diverse person in there making like I'm not going to move to middle of nowhere, Kansas, when I know there's not no minorities. Even if you offer me a ton of money, I'm not going to do that. Alone. Really? No, girl. Why not? But why not, though? Cause then it's, because then it's like I'm the only one. But I feel like if you make more incentives where it's just like true. more diverse people are coming, yeah, but for me, I wouldn't want to be the first person. Wait. I'm saying for me. Somebody's got to do it. Yeah, but if someone out there Mm -hmm. puts the incentives out there for different minorities to come in, and I think for me, too, it's just, like, my whole life I've been around, like... Very monotonous. um, Yeah, and a a homogenous area. Mm -hmm. Like, I know what it feels like to feel like the other. Mm -hmm. And so... If I was in that situation, I'd create, like, incentives for other people to True. come in there. Yeah. Because I, I feel like in my town that a lot of uh, minorities do feel like the other. There's no not a lot of incentives for minorities to move to my town. Mm-hmm. And I think also, like, 
um, academic medicine. That that would be a good way for like academic mm-hmm. medicine to kind of take an approach because people love you know if they're trying to get school paid for they'll do a lot of things. Yeah, that's true. So it's like you know if you do and I think that is the push from um, certain schools having the rural uh, financial compensation for loans. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. A lot of rural communities do that. Um, but yeah, it also just it's it makes it harder if you don't know the community. We've talked about it a couple times I think just how how it would seem impossible to serve a community you're not involved in Mm -hmm. and so like as I'm sure we've said like it's a service job like you're serving a specific patient population like that's your job is to care for the best like the best interest of the patient um and so if you're if you have like a bias in a community or like about a community that could definitely be reflected in your patient care yeah that's true so and I think that goes with saying like know your biases um oh yeah so know your biases about different communities and like if you do have a bias like it's it's okay like I feel like as long as you like are aware are aware of it and then you figure out ways to like um not let it affect your patients Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so if you know like you have a Muslim patient come in or something and you feel a certain type of way about it like know that and being aware of that you'll know well now that's problematic no but you'll notice the signs and you'll be able to would they see i feel like this is the case if you're you aware need, you have that bias if you have a bias against islamic patients you need to go to therapy you really <laughs> honestly you should not be treating yeah. people although this is probably my bias <laughs> no but we have biases sure maybe okay we maybe like biases. country yeah yes. like if you saw a country like country person you would have automatically have a bias yeah you You know what honestly this is actually really interesting so one of our classmates was he's actually from like the middle of very rural kansas and he said he was like in rural kansas you'll probably get more respect wearing scrubs than you would a suit because they see a suit as city and they think that, you know, city people aren't, they don't work as hard. They don't, because he was like, mm-hmm. most of the patient population is like farmers. Mm-hmm. So he's like, they don't work as hard. They don't, you know, they have their own bias. Yeah. So with that, I feel like, yeah, like I might have a bias against that, but. But if you're aware of it, when your patient comes in, you're like, okay, I have this bias. Let me set it. I probably consult another it, Yeah, like let me try case. and set it aside so I can do what's best for the patient, not. Use my biases. But if you have a bias against somebody's religion, just you, I feel like this isn't the career field for you. Don't. No, but, no, but I feel like a lot of like white doctors, that's why it's like there's so much health disparities in African American populations because they have biases. Oh, yeah. Because like if there's studies where it's like um, educated black women who like are like pretty high up, they, their level of care, like they still have like one of the worst, worst um, delivery rate as like poor african-american women so it's like the status status doesn't change your health outcome okay so it's like doc like if i go in oh like as far as treatment as as a patient as a patient (laughs) wow you know what i mean yeah so it's not status it's It's race it's race that's crazy so it's like um and i feel like a lot those doctors probably don't realize that they have Mm -hmm. a bias but they do Mm -hmm. you know yeah yeah, definitely, like, and I've heard, like, many hospitals have uh, more, I forget what it's called, but it's, like, bias training, basically, mm-hmm. where they realize, and they're more self-aware of, like, their complications, but I think also that speaks to having people around, or, or people being able to speak up when they're offended, or yeah. when they feel like, and we talked about this yesterday, group, yeah. because um, I feel like that's why it's important for other physicians or other people or even patients to speak up and be like, this was offensive. Mm-hmm. I don't appreciate this. This is like never feel like you should be ashamed to stand up for your race, your religion, your background, your culture. Like that's nothing that anybody can take away from you. That's nothing anybody can dilute. If you feel bad about it, you feel bad about it and yeah. you have the right to say something. Yeah. And I think it's honestly, it's better to say something because I know growing up, being like one of the only black people feeling like the other like there was a lot of times I didn't say anything and mm-hmm. just brush it off and then you start to internalize that yeah. you start to think oh I'm the other so it's me that there's a problem with not them yeah so if you address it and make it a problem then it's not it's not you you're not putting the blame on you because I feel like when you internalize it then you're saying it's okay that they said it and they know. they take it and run with it mm-hmm. yeah because if you I think really we also have 
a suburban upbringing. Yeah. So we've experienced being that token per- black person. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's. Oh, God, it's so annoying. Yeah, because, like, the group that we had... Oh, I guess I probably shouldn't... What? Because I was going to say, we talked about how, like, um, different people's experiences are so different just because we were raised around a lot of um, white people. Uh. So it's like... (laughs) No, but when they make certain comments, we're just like... What you know what I mean, but like if you've never been around that and they you make, wouldn't think you anything. feel so uncomfortable. Oh yeah, 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 right. Like vice versa. So. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that was yeah, that yeah. was an experience. I love that group. <laughs> I can't wait till next Monday. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, but yeah, for certain, like it just it speaks to a lot if you if you don't know your community and if you're not really willing to get to know your community. Like if you're not willing to get to know your community, then that says something about how invested you are Mm -hmm. yeah and you have to invest but yeah we do we definitely have our own biases um which we'll be working on we're working on them (laughs) but at least we know it yeah and I think really it's it's helped just like being here and just I don't know like working with our other classmates like they they talk about their biases too like we all have yeah. different biases not even yeah. like racially but even financially like yeah. we talk about being broke and then we yeah. talk to the doctors and we're like oh you don't have to worry about this yeah. so like yeah. we um there was a joke in our pbl because the guy was like okay you know you took a weekend you're trying to make a quick five thousand dollars we're like yeah casual five thousand dollars <laughs> yeah. and you know we're just like that's nothing to him but we don't know his case yeah. we don't know his situation you know so yeah or certain biases because i know like one of my classmates the first day of class like i saw them and they had like the what i would think is like a redneck they just looked like not redneck but like they just look really country. country. Mm-hmm. So in my head, I'm like, oh, they low-key possibly could be racist. Girl. So I'm like, let let me not get close to them because right. I'm not trying to mess with that. So And then like after like spending a whole year with them, getting to know them, I'm like, okay, I shouldn't have had those thoughts. Yeah. You know, so it's certain things like that where it's like that could affect your my patient population because if I had a patient come in, I'd be like, ooh, Absolutely. they could be racist. I'm going to be like more hesitant. Yeah. I'm not do what I need to. Girl, like, so. when I was working in, um, I was working in Ottawa, Ottawa, mm-hmm. Kansas once. I had a patient come in. She had a Trump magazine, right? Mm-hmm. I had an attitude the whole workout. Like, <laughs> literally, I'm like, okay, can you do your vision? Okay. <laughs> like, and I wanted to, like, I really tried to empathize with the patient. I did. I was really attentive. I was listening to her. I was writing. I was, I didn't change anything. But in my mind, I was just like, I want this lady out of my room because I know, like, and I know I have a bias. My parents even tell me, like, you have a bias against people that support you. And I do. He's terrible. But, (laughs) like, literally, like, it. (laughs) So, but funny story. So by the end of the workup, she looks at the magazine and she's like, ugh, and she flips it over. So she didn't even like Trump. She she literally did not like Trump. Yikes. I was like, well. I'm Throw me in the trash. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's certain things like that. So being aware of them, because I, I know for me, I need to work on that. I shouldn't look at someone and automatically assume they're not going to like me for my race. Mm-hmm. You know? And I think that that's a problem because that's what we've been, been exposed, exposed to. to. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm like, oh, I'm not trying to. You know, that. you just don't want to deal with any friction. Yeah. Right. You don't want to deal with any conflict or a, a problematic statement. Um, and I don't feel like I have to stand up for my race. And it's like, if, if I feel like I have to around you, then I'm not I'm not going to be around you. So I, I need to work on that. That's one of my biases. Uh, is this a bias episode? Are we talking about biases right now? I've been avoiding biases. Like, because <laughs> I don't want to talk about mine. But yeah, no. Yeah. Community. Mm-hmm, that was community. Yikes. Um, so, I guess it's a good segue. Yeah. That. So we could talk about, um, oh, I should have wrote this down. Self-awareness. Yes. Which actually kind of goes into biases. <laughs> yeah. um, but also, knowing your limits. Knowing your limits. Mm-hmm. So, if you need a study break. You gotta take it. So, Flo, what tells you you've hit your limit? <laughs> <laughs> what have... Um, I guess for me, when I've hit my limit is, like, when I can't really read. And I'm like, okay, I need to... Or I'm just... I get tired. I'm like, okay, I gotta, I gotta take a nap. Sleep is my weakness. Mm-hmm. Um, I was I was writing my notes yesterday. And I think I was trying to walk, write creatinine or creatine. And No, it's creatinine. Okay. Yes. And... Um, I'm just trying to think why you'd be writing that. 
I have a lot of studying to do. <laughs> <laughs> um, isn't it like that though? Every time somebody says something and you don't know what it is, you're like, I'm behind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But um, I was trying to write that, and literally, I got the C and the R, and then it was just like an EKG thing. Like it was just scribbles. <laughs> and I, I went back and I was like, What is that? I was like, That was my limit. So I think this. This process has definitely taught me that I have limits because mm-hmm. in my postback program, I, um, oh, I took a caffeine pill. Janet gave me a caffeine pill. Janet had them? Yeah. Of course. I'm feeling it. I feel alive. Dang, where'd she get them? I'm dramatic. I, I feel awake. She gets them from Target. Does it actually help? I don't know. She said it takes like maybe an hour to kick in. So it's probably actually keeping me awake right now, but yeah, it's actually keeping I'm me tired. awake. I'm tired. Maybe I'll hit up Target. And I did not have coffee. So, oh, maybe I'll hit a target. Girl, it's a move. I took a picture of. Oh, I saw girls walk by. Oh, okay. Um, but I thought it was Loza. But yeah, um, yeah, caffeine pills. That was a tangent. (laughs) Wow, maybe it is working. I think it's working. Knowing yourself. Um, yes, but my limitation, this process, I've definitely learned. Yeah, or it's just what do you say? I have um. Instead of FOMO. Oh, you have um, POMO. <laughs> Proud of missing out. <laughs> yeah, guys, I'm, if you haven't noticed, I'm definitely not the type of person who likes to be at the, all the parties. Well, now, let's not, because Flo's getting social, guys. She's, she's liking people out in public. Is that a thing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, like, smile when you go out. Right? You get a little talking to people sometimes. Sometimes. Not all the time. Like a while. But she says hello and goodbye. But, um, yeah. Um, no. Yeah. So Love loves a good inside. That's, a lim- that's my, one of my limitations, which I'm glad I have a friend like Kia, because if it's sitting at home, staring at my happy dog. That first week, the first exam, Flo would not move. She literally would not go out. And I was like, Flo, you have to go out. You have to do something. You have to at And least- I went out and it paid off. After the exam. No, I went to the um to the dinner. I went to that um day party. The day party. Yeah, the day party. I've gone to several. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm social. Do you see her? And that that's the thing. Yeah. Kia's opposite than me. Like she like Kia makes it a point to go to one social thing a week. Maybe two this week. Okay. Yeah. To keep to keep it stimulated, but I don't need that. And sometimes it's not good. Like, I feel mm-hmm. like I need to go out and, like, see people and experience Oh, the things. pool party. Okay. Um, yes. It um, wasn't the pool party. Oh. Because I was after. What was the there was no pool party. We went to Zocalo to eat. After. That. Yes. That okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You did. The yes. Pool, yeah. I went to that. Mm-hmm. She was social, guys. These are Flo's social receipts, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. necessary. Yeah. But, so, like, also, I think... Like, I, yeah, you just have to know yourself and know when you've, like, expanded your your energy Mm -hmm. um, past your limits because that can be dangerous, Mm -hmm. basically. Um, And, I mean, physically, you know, you might get a headache, you might get nauseous, you might get um, the shakes or something like that, dizzy, you know, like, don't get it to that point. Don't get to that point. And I know a lot of you are studying for the MCAT, um, so I figured we'd say these things now. Like, Yeah, because when I was studying for the MCAT, I definitely got to that point. And if you do get to that point, like, honestly, take take on, taking a day or two off mm-hmm. is better for you in the long run than keep on going yeah like dragging yourself out yeah that's torture that's literally the definition of torture because honestly like taking those day that day or two off like you're able to clear your head do something you've enjoyed and then your brain's ready to go and like functioning yeah i feel like more people who have something they're working towards after the mcat or like you know like if you have a trip a vacation or whatever Mm -hmm. that'll be their excuse like they'll be like oh i'll relax on my vacation or i'll do this but no like do it now just do it now yeah Mental health is, like, such an important part of this. For sure. Um, Self-awareness. I think also I was going to talk about biases, too, Um, because we talked about biases yesterday. You just love them. Girl, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to evolve, evolve. Um, What am I trying to say? Evaporate. Evaporate? No. I hope dissolve. I'm going to have to <laughs> evaporate. She's just going to. I wish I could evaporate home. Um, I'm going to have to dissolve my biases eventually. Y'all should see Flo with this fly Gucci belt. Hey. This fly Gucci belt. <laughs> but yes, I will have to dissolve my biases. And I think also like. 
it'll take like it'll it'll just be a process honestly so like getting to know our classmates that's gonna be a process and I don't think like it's a I think just like judging based off of you know looks character and I think using our classmates for that will be a good thing because essentially this is how it'll be when we get our patients yeah. like for the first time so when we see a classmate with a Gucci belt an Audi uh you know a coach yeah, not, purse not assuming like if you see them with like all that stuff like not being like oh they're stuck out yeah like, they're I, gonna be the smart yeah, kid because honestly I feel like so people have done that to me like people will be like oh I look stuck up and then they'll meet me and be like oh you're actually really nice girl all the time and I'm like why would you think I look stuck up because you don't up. like being out in public that doesn't mean to suck up. <laughs> you just don't like people. <laughs> I just like being at home with yeah, my dog. Fair, fair. Don't take it personal. <laughs> yeah, that's real. Like, um, and I know for a fact we're we're probably gonna do that when we see our classmates. I've done that. Yeah, yeah. I'm working on it. I mean, and you know, yeah, work in progress for sure. But as long as we know, like, this is probably a bias. I'd say we definitely got better. Mm-hmm. Parkour, like yeah. since we started the program, we've yeah. gotten better. And one thing that's really cool, we did for one of our classes, we had to do that like bias training thing. I mm-hmm. still don't think mine was right, but oh, what was it called? The I, I, I IAD. Yeah, yeah. And I did the one that was um on career and gender, mm-hmm. and I'm really about women empowerment Mm -hmm. women being workers and careers so i was super excited i was like okay i'm gonna do that one because like i know i'm gonna get women who are career dominated and i got the opposite i got i associated men with career and women with family and i was very upset Um, (laughs) and i was very upset i feel like in my head that's everything i'm against Mm -hmm. um but yeah so maybe like if you don't know you have biases you Mm -hmm. can do like tests like that to help you figured out what yeah because i did the um bias against like overweight people and it's not i was but i mean i'm i do care about fitness like mm-hmm. i do um care about my parents weight and i don't think necessarily that being overweight is like because you don't have a healthy lifestyle because mm-hmm. it's very much you know possible that it's genetics or you know uh, honestly i see like women it takes a lot to lose weight like yeah, it's just it hard so if you have like a lot of conflicting um circumstances in your life along with you know health complications like that could be understandable but i do take like my own weight very personally and i I want to you know have a healthy body size and things like that but um, yeah, so I mean, I know I'm, I, I wouldn't say I'm biased, like, to other people about it, mm-hmm. but I'm very, you've heard me talk about, yeah. like, oh, I want this on my body, I want this on my body, yeah. like, I'm pretty, I'm pretty strict with what I want. Now, eating-wise, I do nothing of the sort. I <laughs> eat everything because everything is good, <laughs> but, um, yeah, for sure, like, but the, I, th- I think to a degree it is, honestly, I didn't do the race one because I didn't want to hear that I was biased against yeah, I did the gender like race, one, and I was very. Upset. <laughs> you did the gender? Oh, yeah, the one. I love all genders. I do. But Honestly, I, I should have done I, the. I wanted it to be women. I should have done the homosexuality so that I could brag about not being biased against. <laughs> <laughs> But you know what? And honestly, it's not even like a negative. Well, I can't say that I don't have a negative bias because my, that's the point of biases. But I don't feel like my bias against like the majority of white people in you particular. You bias. It's not positive, but I think, I assume they'll think negative of me. That's the thing. Like, it's not like, um, you know, you look at someone and you're like, they're probably this, this, and that. I assume that they'll think this about me. So it's, is that... Wait, for what? That's what like, with white people. Like, if I, so if I go somewhere and I'm like, oh my goodness, I don't want them to think this. I don't want them to think yeah, like that what, I'm... Yeah, what I said about one exactly. of my classmates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I stayed away from them because I'm like... They might be racist. Right. Yeah. If I'm going to a staff meeting with all white men, I'm going to be like, oh, they're not going to listen to me. Oh, they're going to be. I feel like that's the way I was raised, though. Yeah. I feel like my whole life, like, my parents were like, you have to work two or three times. As harder. As harder because of the way you, because the way you look. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like I've internalized that. And now I feel like I need to take that internalization. Right. And not let it, like, deem the way I treat people. Yeah, because then, like, you go in, like, balls to the wall, ready to Olivia Pope everything, and the guys are like, hold up, girl, we just, this is an introductory <laughs> meeting, we're just getting to know each other, <laughs> gonna do a quick icebreaker. <laughs> What's your favorite color? Exactly. You like, didn't have to tell us what the CBC count was. You know? So, um, I think that, like, that kind of mindset, like, 
maybe we don't have to be um, guards up all the time. Yeah. That's really where my bias comes from. And so, yeah, just, um, but at so the same how time. So how do you know the balance? The balance? That's be what be like, prepared. Right? Because you don't want to let your guard down too low. Exactly. And then you meet the one. We don't sound exception. like we're learning. <laughs> we're like, happy guards, but just, you know. Just yeah. slide them down. <laughs> but yeah, no, like, be prepared. Because I have them with everything, like dating, oh, girl. relationships, like friendship relationships. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to, like, even, like, when we go out, like, I feel like the group of people that we've met going out, like, the same um, people we see out, mm-hmm. I feel like you're super friendly to them. And I'm not, because yeah. I have my guard down around them. I'm like, I don't, uh, you seem messy to me. Yeah, I have yeah. my guard up around them, because I'm like, you seem messy to me, so... Yeah, I'm not about to fall in love with any of them because I'm nobody. Yeah. (laughs) But see, how do you find that balance? Because to me, that's really hard. That's why it's like, I'm not going to. But I'm a friendly person. Yeah. So, like, literally, I could be friends with I am if you know me and I (laughs) think positive. Where did I go yesterday? And I was like, oh, freaking Burger King this morning. I've gone to this Burger King three times and now the lady and I are BFFs. (laughs) I was like, girl, you know, I'm supposed to start my diet. Like, I'm just a friendly person. But. I'm not going to ask the lady to go out to, to brunch yeah. or anything, you know? But, and, I, yeah, so that's something I'm working on because, like, I feel like growing up, like, my parents harped that. Like, what? being cognizant of people, like, not everyone's out to, like, be, be your friend, friend and mm-hmm. all that stuff. So, like, even today, like, when I meet people, I'm like, okay, guard back. You know what I mean? Like, guard right. up, like, until I know you. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. don't be like me. I'm working on that. <laughs> don't be like me. Um, yeah, but I think also, like, forcing ourselves to be friends with different people. Like, people we wouldn't usually... I mean, I have, like, my set of friends. Like increasing and, our circles. Right. I'd say I have a fairly diverse set of friends. Um, for sure. Like, my friend group is definitely diverse. But as far as, like, the people that I'm not friends with um, and, like, meeting those people, most of the friends that I have that are like not black is from high school i'd say yeah um either high school or no 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 because rachel's my sweetie um (laughs) so definitely from but it takes some time it definitely does um it takes time for me to actually trust people who i don't really know um and i might be friends with them but that doesn't necessarily mean i trust them so i think just being susceptible to stuff like that we have to be open-minded yeah and we're gonna have to do that anyway as doctors that is very true <sighs> y'all give us a test um at the end of this four years and be like okay this is your patient they pre- they come in and they look like this how do you feel and and we're gonna pass it we're not gonna be should give us the test in a year <laughs> mm, bias is done but um yeah this is not this is just an episode about biases <laughs> oh last topic here we go. Yeah, um, laid on them. Image. Yeah. So this was actually something that we asked a random med student. We were like, if there's one thing you wish you'd known before medical school, um, what would it have been? I think honestly, this might be something cute to just do for our last, like a wobble. Okay. For the girls learning um, tRNA trends, <laughs> the wobble. Um, but yes, all those cute. <laughs> I see what you did there. I did. I'm a nerd. And those of you who didn't get that, keep study studying. your MCAT. I was like, keep studying. <laughs> you better, you better know it. <laughs> um, but yeah, so she was like, basically, I wish I would have not tried to mold into what I thought a medical student looked like. Yeah. And that goes to what you were saying um, when you were saying, like, we're grown-ups. Yeah. Like, we've worked this hard to pave our own pathway. And the medical school journey is so individual. Like, you can't fit into a mold. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know? For sure. And that's what makes you the physician that you'll become. Mm-hmm. Your diversity, your yeah. uniqueness, your... And, yeah. yeah. And remember, like, the first week we had classes, one of our classmates was like... I, because she went to undergrad in California, mm-hmm. and she was like, I wore crop tops all the whole time through campus and undergrad, so now that I'm here, she's like, I, all I have are crop tops. <laughs> I, I want to wear my crop tops. Oh, and girl. She's like, do you think it's like I can wear my crop top? And we were all, I, we were all kind of like, uh, yeah. I don't know, like. But realistically, like, you're going to class. This is our class now. Mm-hmm. And yes, it's a professional setting. But if you're just going to a lecture, I feel like go comfortably. Yeah. Go what you're comfortable in. If crop yeah. tops is comfortable for you, now don't get wild. You yeah. Know? Don't. don't have a, a side boob showing. <laughs> Let's not get out of hand. But I mean, if you're showing a little, you know, mid drift, 
little belly. It's okay. It's mm-hmm. summer. We're in, this is summer. Um, and it's I think, hot outside, but cold inside. Yeah. So dress appropriately. Exactly. But <laughs> we also, um, you you have to understand, like, for us, image could be hair, honestly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, professionalism, it looks more professional if your hair's yeah. pulled back, if it's flat ironed, if it's in a wig, if it's this, that, and the third. Um, but know that, you know, yeah. image isn't gonna keep you in medical school yeah that's true and remember um that group message we're part of this group message and they were talking about someone was like oh what if you saw your doctor at the club and they were just like that's not professional mm-hmm. but it's like at the end of the day your doctor's a, a you human. human a person like they can what if you saw your doctor uh, at a soccer ball game for kids like <laughs> it's the same idea yeah. like they they have the space to be human yeah and it's like you got into the school the school doesn't make mistakes mm, our school don't no sorry <laughs> they um they could after they see what i get on this test shut up they're not gonna make mistakes <coughs> but um that's their motto guys so if you hear me say kate doesn't make mistakes <laughs> kate don't make mistakes <laughs> yeah so the school didn't make mistakes like so don't feel like because you don't fit into the certain med school mold Mm -hmm. and honestly what is the med school mold well for a lot of minority students i could definitely see them not feeling yeah i could definitely feel them not feeling like they fit as a medical student um and also she was saying like don't feel like certain things you say or certain things you do has to be washed away because you're a medical student Mm -hmm. let's say you have um piercings yeah don't feel like you need to take your piercings out get your tattoos later lasered off Mm -hmm. um what else or Certain. even natural hair because i felt like this for a while and i'm i still kind of feel like this i'm like breaking out of my shell but just like i always felt like i had to have my hair pulled back mm-hmm. and you don't no wear your fro fro it out fro to go mm-hmm. fro you <laughs> <laughs> for sure like this is your journey for sure um and not all doctors look the same that's the problem mm-hmm. that's the problem yeah. is that you know medicine has become so like you said homogenous Mm-hmm. Um and that's that's not what you want because your patient population is not. No, not at all. And yeah. like one thing I live by is find joy in the journey. Oh. Um you'll never find joy in your journey and like med school's already miserable. Um there's already so much stuff but like if you don't take time to do the things you like and you're trying to change yourself the whole time, you're going to be focused on that the whole time. You're not going to be focused on the classmates that you interact with, the patients that you interact with, like the different lessons you learned, like because you're so busy making a different, becoming a different person. Or worried about how yeah. people perceive you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. So enjoy the journey. For sure. And also, if you have people in your circle, um, be it parents, um, significant others, friends who say you don't fit the mold, um, or, and people have, people may have different ways of going about this. Yeah. So um, maybe some friends will be like, oh, you don't look like a med student you don't seem like a med student to me um that could be their own bias honestly coming through you know you don't come off as a doctor or I wouldn't trust you as my doctor don't take that personal um and going with that like I've had I really don't like wearing makeup like maybe on the weekends I'll do a little cute face you know because I yeah but like during the school week like if I'm studying I don't like to have anything on my face and I've had people say to me like that's not professional like, you're going to be a doctor. Like, that's not professional. Like, it's professional to have makeup on. Like, it's it's almost like I didn't brush my hair. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's like, if you don't have makeup on, and to me, it's like, I don't, my skin's fine. Like, I don't mm-hmm. feel like I have to put stuff on my face. Yeah. So, to me, like, I question that for a while. Like, should I that put foundation odd. on? Should I not? Mm-mm. And, like... I'm I'm not because I don't I don't. Like Who got that money? They got Sephora money. Because if they want to buy the fancy, hey. <laughs> yeah. So I I don't. So like certain things like that. Like I'm not gonna change who I am and what I believe in and like standards of makeup and standards of beauty to to fit the mold. Oh yeah, to fit the mold. Yeah. And make my patients think I'm more professional. Mm-hmm. I'm paying all this money. I better be professional. For sure. Um, and then something else like certain colors even come off as um unprofessional or not the mode if you're wearing hot pink um it's a clinic you know will my patients and they better because yeah and i don't even know how well i guess it's different like interview settings because i definitely on some of my interviews i was like did she really wear that so i think the difference now is that we're in class so we're saying like class setting be your own person but don't you feel like they're when you're like going to clinic and stuff like you 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 still have to be professional yeah, yeah but 
professional doesn't necessarily mean you don't fit the mold. Yeah, yeah, or, yeah. Yeah, yeah, or yeah, you yeah. fit the mold. So, mm-hmm. like, you know, if you know, obviously, you know, Lowe's is not going to wear a crop top to a clinic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, um. So, just know, like, the scene. What do you mean? The situation? No, like, don't. Okay, so know when you're trying to change for image and when you're being professional. Okay. I think that's the difference yeah, that's because true. something like your hair. Mm-hmm. That can be professional depending on however you want to wear it. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, there's no set way to, and that's an image mm-hmm. that we convince ourselves is professional. Yeah. Versus wearing a crop top. It's not professional. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean. yeah. And, and it could be, you know, societal standards makes that difference. Yeah. Societal standards is what has us, you know, at that little happy medium. But um, I think the importance of, of specifying that image doesn't make or break you as a physician is important because so many students think because they don't meet a certain social criteria or minorities specifically yeah yeah yeah. so many minorities feel like because they don't fit that criteria Mm -hmm. um because they don't answer every question out in class because they don't um you know go above and beyond or they didn't get um a 528 on the mcat Mm -hmm. that they don't belong in medical school that they don't fit the image you know what i mean Mm -hmm. or like their parents couldn't you know help them get through this this journey like stuff like that and a lot of non-traditional students also will maybe get this because maybe most of your classmates went came in straight from undergrad Undergrad, um and just so there we get so caught up in image especially with this like field yeah um because you think like there's a certain way to do things and everything leads to this Mm -hmm. but you have to realize like once you get in you get in yeah and as long as you're true to yourself and and as long as you're comfortable that's how you guide your success that that was great girl that was a good ending that was great i think flo's ready to go um yeah so yeah you're right though that's a good ending um that's all we got for this week. I hope this episode matches well because we kind of were all over the place. Um, but we, we had good yeah. intentions. But we have good stuff coming for you guys. At some point, we're going to have an interview with like uh, pharmacy students. We'll mm-hmm. have interviews with, um, I guess, I was Loza could do like traditional tracks. She's going to talk about insurance. And health then insurance. insurance um, then we're going to have some males on here eventually. We're going to find a black male doctor. Or Hispanic. Um, oh, yes. Ooh, Hispanic, Islamic. Uh, well, that's not a race. Yes. But, so we have, ooh, Latino. Yeah. Latino, Latino. Hispanic. We, we, heard, learn we, we learned that yesterday. Yeah, we learned. Uh, well, some. Yeah. Prefer, you know, either way. You ask. Okay, so yeah. <laughs> Native American. Have, yeah, we're going to have lots of good content for you guys. So yes. stick with us. Yeah. Don't leave. Um, no hidden Jemisons this week advice be on time and study hard and that's all i got well you got any advice i'm pulling it out of her life she's ready to go live your best life find joy in the journey all right happy birthday flo thank you bye guys bye